Welcome, Welcome to, to the Better, Better Call Daddy Show. This is Big Daddy. Oh my God, that's hysterical. You're not going to believe this. Oh, oh my God. God. Five stars. Five and a half stars. Papa. My dad is my hero. Grandpa, are you ready? I love a good happy ending. Oh boy. Hey, hey, The phony baloney. And a tit for tatter. Hey, a lot of these things, I don't know where you're getting them from. It sounds like they're coming from when I look in the mirrors. Damn the public. Damn the public. <laughs> Today's guest is choosing to be anonymous because he is a real-life 40-year-old virgin. Me and my daddy are going to try to get to the root of why. Dating in your 40s is a different game, and we are trying to help make him a match. I think I'm going to need a little help from the one above. So tonight I am speaking with a 40-year-old virgin, and he wants to get into the dating world. Is that true? Yes, it is true. Okay. I would love to know kind of what you're looking for in your other half, in your Basharit, in your soulmate. I mean, I can't say what it would be because I haven't found her yet. Okay. But I can tell you what I I think I'm looking for. Just hasn't happened. I like to see my situation as no different than anybody else who's going through difficulty in life. Me trying to get married, those who are married trying to have children, those who are married who are having a hard time raising a family, those who are having raising a family having, having a hard time supporting their family. It's no this challenge, I believe, is no different than any of all the other challenges that people go through life. People tend to think that getting married is in more your a person's more in control of making that happen than perhaps some of those other challenges. But I respectfully, humbly disagree. Can't speak for other people. I can only talk about my own experience. But very, very challenging, especially in the world we live in today. Being raised in a modern Orthodox Orthodox community, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, there aren't many opportunities to meet in a more natural way of having many opportunities to be able to meet on your own. So most people are left to do dating as far as living their dating life up to quote unquote matchmakers. And you've tried you've that. Tried right? that. Been there, done that. Tell but me what that was like. It, again, it depends on, there are, there are those who are really good, who are really good personalities, people who are really trying to do what, you know, who have a certain talent that they were blessed with, that they can talk to a person and understand what he or she might be looking for. But there are many, unfortunately, don't belong in, in that arena of being able to, to try to help other people. They may, they may mean well, but they don't have the talent or the uh, sensitivity in that arena to be able to help people. Meeting some of those people can be challenging as far as the day-to-day, as far as the week-to-week and month-to-month of, of getting, you know, of meeting, going out of the way to meet some, some of the matchmakers and to be disappointed, shall we say, in the, in the result of, of meeting them, some of them. It's almost like a, the right the matchmaker is almost like meeting your better half. Not everyone fits with each other. Not every matchmaker fits with the single that they're try, he or she is trying to set up. That in itself is hard to find someone that you can, a matchmaker that you can connect with who he or she understands what you're, who you really are and what you're really looking for. Who are you and how do you describe yourself to a matchmaker? Raised in a more of a modern Orthodox family, got a little bit more to more on the, the religious end over the years, to go, go, going to Israel after high school, studying over in, in, in yeshiva came back after my time learning in Israel for several years, where I got, quote-unquote, a little very religious, came back to the States, 
learned a little longer about in terms of the religion and and did college at the same time, finished for college. But the way the system's kind of set up is that it's much easier to meet, to be set up, shall we say, in the yeshiva setting. Because you're mostly in a cocoon of people who get to know you on a day-to-day basis of thinking, seeing you, thinking about you, and many people have, your, and you're, you're in the eye and in the ear of a lot of people who are trying to try to fix you up and set you up. Once you leave that arena, that cocoon of the yeshiva, and you go off on your own, be at work or whatever, you go back home or you go on your own, living on your own, inevitably making it make it more difficult on oneself because now there's less people seeing you on a day-to-day basis. How long ago was that cocoon? No, I left that about uh, 15 years ago. I left that about 15 years ago. But it's easier to get married. There's no doubt. It's easier to get married in that setting when you're age 19 to 24, 25. Once you leave that, most people leave that at 24, 25, it becomes inevitably much more difficult for most people. So what happened when you were in that cocoon and you were at that age? Well, personally, me, I needed a couple of years just to come back down to earth, so to speak. You know, when you're living, when you're in Israel for several years, completely learning, and Israel is a, a very, very special place. And it, it turns around a lot of people's lives. And it's, you're, you're just away from family, away from people. You're able to just focus on growing as a person. But again, it's quote unquote, unless you make that decision to be there forever, it's not quote unquote reality if you come back down, if you come back to the States. Inevitably, most people come back and most guys struggle, I think, with being able to balance both worlds very well of what they got in Israel in, in the religious point and then being able to inculcate that and internalize that on a consistent basis day in and day out over the years going forward. Easier to do that again when you're yeshiva the cocoon, but again once you leave yeshiva, you'll find many guys struggle with that being able to balance both worlds very well. Something usually gets, unfortunately. Many guys struggle with the, the balance of being able to balance both worlds properly. Have you ever come close to getting married? I mean, looking back, what I thought was close at the time, looking back, it wasn't as close as I thought it was in the moment in that time period. Also, some relationships that I had in the past wouldn't happen today. For various different reasons. I know I've, I've grown as a person, I've matured. So certain relationships that I had in the past wouldn't probably happen today. In the last several years, it's been difficult. I've tried, but I haven't come close. Or well, I mean, have but I've been in relationships, but I haven't come close as far as getting married. But I like, what was the holdup? Why didn't you go through with it? Each scenario is different. Each each relationship is different. But sometimes personalities. I'm forcing something that really isn't there. And, and I probably should have said no to on a second, third, fourth date, but I perhaps let it go on for too long, thinking that she's a really good person and maybe I can build a relationship here with her. It, it hasn't really been the opposite where, like, I was really into it, into this, into the relationship, and, and the girl said no to me in the end. But that really hasn't happened, you know, for good or for bad. Can't explain why, but for the most part, it's kind of been on me, and it just, for various different reasons, it just hasn't happened, hasn't gone. Every time has been because you found something that you didn't like? Well, not like, but it just didn't feel comfortable. I just didn't feel comfortable inside. I mean, I went out with somebody about it for a year on and off uh, three years ago. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have gone for so long. We weren't right to each other culturally, culturally wise, different backgrounds. It just it came to a crescendo because I, we finally met each other's parents. And it was a very uncomfortable feeling for, you, for both of us. Would have been helpful meeting each other's families, so to speak, earlier on, and we probably would not have gone out so long. That had that been the case. 
Okay, that's okay. really interesting. I would like to talk a little bit then about kind of your family and your relationship with your family. Can you talk about that a little bit? Very, yeah, sure. I'm very, very family oriented. I've come one, one of three, three boys. Uh, there's no girls in my family. Part of the reason why in my 20s I was still single is, is that I am the youngest child and, and they weren't married right away. So when I came back from Israel, and they were still dating. So when I started dating, I, I didn't even know, you know, when I should even quote unquote start shidduch dating. I, I, you know, and when you're in shiva, you start. It, it's something like you. Not everyone starts right away. You start, you know, you're still learning the Gemara. You're still learning Talmud. Some people take a, you know, they they don't start it right away. They want to focus more on the learning part of, you know, it's easier to learn without having any distractions, so to speak, on your head, your mind. And it reaches a certain point. Obviously, most people, whatever, most people start dating 22, 23, but some people wait a little bit longer. And I, I was one of those where I, I didn't feel any pressure because I had these two older brothers who were great guys who just didn't start dating right away. So it is what it is. You can't go back in time, right? Tell me what's memorable about you. I like to think I'm a really good person. Hard to, hard to ask someone about themselves. I, I, I'm very, like I said, very family-oriented. Dad had a stroke about 10 years ago. I helped out almost consistently on a daily on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm, I'm everyone's favorite uncle. I'm not just saying that because I'm not, I have some niece, nieces and nephews are really cool kids and they don't, they love me because they, I'm not an uncle, I'm almost like an older brother to them. I like to think I'm a good friend. I'm there for people who really need me and, and at the end of the day. I have a good heart. I try to do what's right. I like to think that I'm deeply connected to the one above, to God, to Hashem. I think that people make Judaism very difficult. But it, it's not, it is complex, but the bottom line is, it's, I believe personally, when we hear all the learning Torah and all the, the, the praying and the quote-unquote davening to God is all about building a true relationship with the one above. And people can, unfortunately, there are some people who can go through life doing all the above, but not, not really feeling a real close relationship to, to God. And part of the reason why I feel like I'm, quote-unquote, still a virgin is because I believe that I have a true close relationship with Hashem and I don't want to disappoint him. And yes, I perhaps maybe you could have said that I shouldn't be in this situation being single at this age. It's not, it's not the norm. But I'm not sure if you mentioned, I happen to be a Kohen. And a Kohen, uh, without getting into the depths of it, not that, I, not that I necessarily know the depths of it, but a Kohen is supposed to leave themselves to be a little bit of a higher plateau, perhaps than some other people. And I try. I'm trying on a day, I'm trying to that easy, but I try to uh, live to that status and hopefully one day to be able to serve in the Jewish temple please God when the Messiah when the Sheikh comes hopefully please God very soon and Amazing. yeah it's not easy it's a struggle I believe I have all the desires and all the um any, any other healthy male has, has in my age but I guess it helps living more of a, a family in a family oriented atmosphere I don't I don't live completely on my own in a, in a city I think that might things make make things a little bit more difficult so I try to I live near my family and help a father who's not well, unfortunately. And I think part of what makes things a little bit easier as far as being being able to be able to try to lead, lead a little more, more of a religious lifestyle is that living in a family-oriented atmosphere, environment, helps along the, along the way. I love that you take care of your daddy. Yeah. Would you be 
open to living somewhere else or would this girl need to move to new york and your uh, family oh no, no everyone understands no while i'm single right now i i've taken it upon myself to help out as much as i can i mean i i have a life and of course if i need to get away for a shabbos or for a vacation everyone understands that but when you're the single child and my other my all the family members my other brothers are married for good or for bad, people, you know, automatically think the responsibility go, you know, goes on the single one who, quote unquote, has more time on his hand, on his or her hands to be able to to help out. Also, right you did mention to me that either the woman can, you know, not work or work, that that wasn't, you know. Yeah, that doesn't make a difference. I, I just want a good person. I need a warm person who's a really deeply good person, quality person, who's also very family oriented. I don't need to live near, near my family. I mean, obviously, I'm very close with them. What's the living situation, though? Are you in a house? Are you in an apartment? No, no. Are you looking my, my to parents, upgrade? No, you know, we have two different apartments. My parents have one. I have one. They're not far. They're like in garden apartment. They're not too far from each other. But they are separate, distinct apartments. And so I have my own independence, thank God, and privacy. Any person, any healthy young adult needs. Are but you looking they, to have like five children, 10 children? Do you not uh, know? I, I don't know. I just like to have at least several children, but hopefully healthy children, whatever God wants to give me. You know? Is that like on your resume? Is that something that you guys discuss when you're religious? Like how many kids you want to have? People could talk about it in a generic way, but it's not necessarily, I don't think people, do, that's not, certainly doesn't come out in the, you know, the beginning part, in the big, beginning part of the relationship. I mean, everyone understands guy and girl, everyone understands that we would like to hopefully build a healthy relate a healthy family and at least have a, several children if we can, you know. But most important thing I want you to be healthy. What is on your shidduch resume, on your dating resume? Can you talk about what that's like putting together and dating in that way? I mean basically looking for someone who's who's sincerely religious like I am, who's growth oriented. In other words, people who are looking to become be- a better person every day, each and every day hopefully, but at the same token, who's not stuck in the mud, who's not, who's more with it, who's not just, you know, who perhaps got what they got in yeshiva and learning, but who's much more worldly, you know, able to ingrain and integrate that with the outside world as much as within, within the proper balance. It's, it's not easy being single over the years. It's, it's, it's more of a marathon. It's, it's not, it's not a sprint to the finish line. You know, it's, this is a marathon and some people just, I'm not saying they do it on purpose, but sometimes people just give up on the religious part of it after a certain point. Being single, the struggles that come along with it, and they just say, they just try to, quote, unquote, enjoy life, whatever that may be, and let chips fall where they may be, and hopefully they'll meet a nice girl, and, and maybe they'll come back towards religious end down, down the road. But, you know, everyone's different. So, I, again, without going off on a tangent, someone who's able to, as much as possible, balance both worlds as, as in the proper balance as much as possible. Can you explain to the audience what a Kohane has to have? Like if somebody in my audience knows someone, right? can you tell them the rules? For the most part, Kohane has restrictions because we're supposed to live, we're supposed to be in a little bit more of a higher plateau than people who are not Kohanim. So it comes along, that level of holiness comes along with restrictions of, of who we can marry just in terms of purity. So, for example, a Kohen cannot marry someone who's who's divorced, who's been divorced. That's one example. Kohen you know, not allowed to marry someone who's a convert. You know, someone who, you know, there's nothing wrong with a convert. Some converts are 
you know, the Messiah, Mashiach comes from a, a relationship of, from a convert. So again, I don't want to people people in the audience are listening to converts say they should understand they're on a very high level. It's just a technical issue as far as in terms of marrying a Kohen. It, is it might be an issue, but they're they're very holy people. A Kohen can't be with someone who has been with a non-Jewish person. Just in terms of a purity level, that's a no-go for a Kohen. Again, the restrictions make things certainly make things a little bit more difficult as finding the, the proper one. There's no doubt. But you can but, be with a girl who has been with someone yeah, who's Jewish. Yeah, correct, correct. Because that, at 40, it's probably hard to find someone who right, 100%. waited. Right, that's not very well known. There is a there is a distinction between there is a distinction between the two. Right, someone who is with a Jewish person is not a problem for a client. It's just the person who is with a non-Jew. Have you met any other forty-year-old virgins or thirty-year-old virgins? <laughs> to be honest, I don't go around asking people. You know, <laughs> I meet, and it's kind of like a private question. So I don't I don't really uh, go there unless I'm become you know unless I'm a close friend of, of um, him. So I'm, not, I'm certainly not asking that to a girl. You know. I'm sure I'm a rare breed out there, no, no doubt. That's really hard. I mean, very difficult, very, very difficult. But, you know, it is what it is. And, like, how do people respond when they find that out? Like, if you do disclose that. You said you even had, like, someone who thought maybe you should pay for it. Yeah, I've had people, even family members joke about that. <laughs> Not just friends, yeah, friends, friends, close friends and family members have joked about that. and. We all laugh about it. They mean it in a loving way, not in a disgusting way. Obviously, you know, I don't know. It's it just, I just feel like I'm looking for someone very special. And I just feel that I'll have a better chance of finding her at the end of the day, hopefully, please God, very soon by not giving in, you know, by by being true to myself as much as I can. And, and I think that God will reward me for it, please, you know, hopefully very soon with a very special person. All right. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you would like to say? I don't know. You tell me. Somebody asked me if you've ever had an orgasm. I say I'm a virgin, but it doesn't mean I haven't been in relationships before, like I told you. Right. But use your imagination. I mean, that doesn't, I'm a, I'm a, I am a virgin, but it doesn't mean that I haven't given in on some level. Especially the world we live in today, I, I think Hashem knows that we're still human beings at the end of the day. And people fall, you know, on some level and, and, and you know, didn't do anything crazy. But to give in a little bit, if I told, if I sat here and told you I didn't give in a little bit in that regard, then you know that I'd be lying to you because it's not, it's not, it's not humanly possible to be 40 unless you're completely, unless you're gay, something's wrong with you. It's not possible to be able not to give in a little bit as far as you can do other things without having to, uh, to actually have relations. Right. So yeah. Have you ever had your heart broken? It has happened. Not recently. In the past, it had, it did happen in the past. Wasn't easy. Like everything in life, it, it, it hurts in the beginning, and then the time time tends to heal all wounds, right? You know, you have to get off the floor, you pick you, like anything else in life that you fall down and doesn't work out, and you pick yourself up, and and hopefully that you grew it, you grew for that situation and become a better person because of that. What's your relationship uh, with your mom like? I love both my parents deeply. Uh, she's very very uh, nervous, a lot of anxiety because she's really gone through a lot of her life from until now dealing with my father we have an aide who helps out with my dad most of the day during the week but my mom became like almost like a martyr towards helping out as far as like giving up her life to just take care of him like almost like 24 7 she's really he's on her mind all the, on her mind all the time and to almost to like 
not in such a good way. Like, like you told my mom, you gotta have a life for yourself. Like do other things, you know, just take care of yourself. Be taking care of yourself, be taking care of him. But hard to get through to her. I love her dearly. She lost her father, my grandfather. I never knew at a young age. My grandmother, her mother was a matriarch in my family. And my, that grandmother became very ill when I was le- learning in Israel. So like those years, part of the reason I was able to be, always be able to be away for so long, she became very ill and my mom took care of her. To this day, I don't. I heard from rabbis who said they'd never seen such dedication of a daughter to a mother anywhere. And now she's doing with my father. Before, you know, before, you know, hopefully my father should have uh, and get better. But he can't use his right side. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult. It's a very difficult situation. It shouldn't be any worse. And we play every pray that he should get better and have, like I said, a fushalema. But it's, it's not easy. My mom, no doubt, my mom. It, it takes its it takes its toll. And so. I love them dearly to answer your question, and they love me dearly. I try to help as much as I can, but we have to give each other space also, you know, as far as just to have a healthy, a healthy relationship. Not easy. I daven for both of them, you know, as much as I daven to Hashem, she should send her a foolish name. I daven by Hashem, she should give strength to my mom to be able to cope with the whole situation as well. Wow, that's really beautiful. My gosh. Yeah. yeah. When I told the one person that's a potential right now, that you were 40 and not married, the first thing they said was, what's wrong? And I'm sure <laughs> other people say that too, right? Of course, of course, everyone judges. That's, that's the hard part because, you know, when you said resume. And I'm like, he sounds like nice. Like I've talked to him multiple times right, I'm now. Not t- I'm not typical. I'm not, t- that's part of the It's problem. hard to know what's wrong. I'm still getting to know him. Yeah. Nothing right. jumps right out. <laughs> Well, thank God. That's but that's your typical response. That's what makes things so difficult right now because the number works against me. When people meet me, they'll think that I'm closer to 30 than 40. Thank God. But the problem, like I mentioned earlier, there's no real opportunities to meet in a natural setting for girls to see that. So I'm being judged by a piece of paper, and a piece of paper says 40. Both normal people have the same reaction that you just had. Like, what's got to be something wrong? You can't be such a great guy. He's still single at 40. It's got to, something's got to be up. And truth be told, rightfully so, because most people who are single at 40, there's usually a reason why they're still single at 40, guy or girl. Um, but right. What yeah. judgments do you have? I try to be more open-minded because of my situation, because I'm sensitive to it. So I want people to be more open to um, and get to know me and not look at, piece, at a piece of paper when they're meeting me. So I have to be, I, have to, I can't be a hypocrite. I have to act in, in kind. And my first reaction would be like, what, why is she still single? But I'm not certainly not going to say no because of that. I'm going to try to just find out a little bit more. Maybe it's just this, it's, it's a unique situation the way I am. You know, why she's still single. And, and if that's the case, let me, meet, let me meet her. Everything else checks out. But how really open to meeting anyone are you? It, again, it depends who, who's, who it's coming from. If it's someone who I, who I trust, who knows me, who knows what I'm really truly looking for. I'll, I'll be a much better chance to, to give it a shot, but if it's coming blindedly from someone who have, may have the best intentions, but who just met me, who doesn't really know me, I don't want to waste the girl's time because what's the point of going meeting her and I'm, for different reasons I'm going to meet her and I'm not, I won't be interested after 5, 10, 15 minutes. Nobody wants to, no one wants to be written off after 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes or a half hour or whatever. You, you want to get quote, unquote, the superficialities out of the way before you meet, if it's possible. Have your relatives tried or people that have known you well tried to send you someone and you weren't attracted? And then what do you say and how does that go? Unfortunately, people who know me well over the years don't usually 
have the girl. They wish they did, but that doesn't. They don't usually set me up because they know what I'm looking for. So now it's much more difficult because there's again when you're calling and then and then all the restrictions, like I mentioned earlier, the pool is much. There's much fewer people to for people to think of and to try to set you up. If anyone in my audience knows someone for a Kohane, I want you to contact me at Rena at bettercalldaddy.com. I want to thank you for being brave. So, Rena, I want to give you a bracha as a Kohane. They say Kohanim can give brachas. So I want to give you a bracha. You have a lot of nachas and vini and your whole family for many healthy years to come. Amen. Thank you so much. Now, let's switch it over to Grandpa. Yeah, so you said you had a different reaction than you thought you might. Well, the funny part is is that you think about it, when you're 40 years old, it's like he's starting his life all over again. If you were with girls or, or you were in relationships between 18 and 40 and it didn't work out, aren't you really like starting all over at 40? If you want to still have a family, which is a a strong feeling of completeness, the timetable is now very short. It's almost like if you've been in a basketball game, the game's gone back and forth in your life. If you want to be able to win the game, you take a look at the clock, there's two minutes left in the game. And if you want to really put a family lifestyle, a family Jewish lifestyle, and to be able to have companion to share your life with and to grow with, this is your last chance when you're around 40 years old. Some people could argue that a man could probably do it even up until he's maybe 45 or 50 before they get married, if they marry a much younger woman. But uh, to be able to raise a family and have two or three or four children, you'd have to marry a girl somewhere between 28 and 34 in that area. You know, when there's a large age difference, there's a a difference in philosophy. There's a, a difference in cultural needs and wants at certain ages as well. Your guest also said that, look, I was in yeshiva. I have a very deep, close relationship with God. And you know that your father does too. And that relationship is very, very special to me. To have a special relationship with God doesn't exclude you from having a special relationship and growing relationship with human beings and with people and even with animals. We have to be able to say that that love and dedication that we have with God is not in conflict with loving other people and other forms of life. Thanks for listening to the Better Call Daddy Show. Now you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Better Call Daddy Show, please feel free to review it at ratethispodcast.com slash bettercalldaddy. Add Better Call Daddy Podcast on IG at Rena Friedman Watts on LinkedIn.com.